This episode of Remnant Radio is brought to you in part by our sponsors at Kairos Classrooms. Have you ever thought about learning a biblical language as a supplemental tool in your biblical studies? Well, Kairos Classrooms offers real classroom environments with with classmates and a live instructor who can help teach you biblical languages, both Greek and Hebrew. You need to check out Kairos Classrooms today. Uh, The price for a single semester is crazy affordable for anyone, so check out the links in the description and use promo code REMNANT to get 10% off Kairos Classrooms. Check out Kairos Classrooms today. Discount code R-E-M-N-A-N-T, REMNANT, to get 10% off your semester. Hey guys, welcome to the Wonderful World of Remnant Radio. I've got Darren Wilson. We're going to be talking about Jesus movies. It's going to be fun. You guys stay tuned. We're watching The Remnant Radio, a show where we tackle history, theology, and the gifts of the Spirit. My name is Joshua Lewis. I'm the pastor of King's Fellowship in Ada, Oklahoma, together with my friends Michael Miller at Reclamation Church Denver and Michael Roundtree at Bridgeway Church OKC. We set aside time every week to discuss the gifts of the Spirit. Things like, how should we pray for the sick? And how do we interpret tongues? And should we believe all the prophetic words for the new year? If you're looking for a charismatic podcast with practitioners who are actually doing the stuff, this is the show for you. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this program of Remnant Radio. It's going to be an exciting program today. Uh, we've got a, uh, a filmmaker who has made multiple documentaries, kind of walking through the the story of miracles and healings and supernatural activity in the body of Christ. His name is Darren Wilson. He's got a, a lot of great movies you can go check out. He's got a website where he stored all those. I'm going to let Darren give you a little bit more information about that before we dive in. I want to remind you that Remnant Radio is entirely crowdfunded. So if you want to support the channel, there are links in the description. You can give a one-time gift on PayPal, or you can be a recurring giver on Patreon. You choose to go on Patreon as low as five bucks a month to get access to extra content. Uh, some of that extra content would include like our newsletter that we send out every week. So you would have gotten our newsletter last week or two. Yeah, just this Sunday saying uh, something to the effect of that the conference has launched. So we've got a conference coming up September 14th through the 16th at Bridgeway Church in Oklahoma City. You can find information about that at remnantconferences.com. That will be in the link of the video, remnantconferences.com with an S. Uh, Anyway, uh, we've already got 130 people registered and we just released the info. So that's exciting. Uh, Miller, how are you doing over there in the basement before I invite Darren to, you know, tell us about himself and his ministry? Uh, What's up, dude? Oh, man. Uh... This is kind of cool. I don't know if I told you this, Josh. Or, no, you did know this, but I don't know if I've told you about it at all, but I'll tell you about it later. Uh, but I, I, after last Wednesday's show, I got on a plane immediately to fly out to Anaheim, and I got to spend uh, the whole day on Thursday with Carol Wimber, um, who, which for Pretty me dope. is kind of a, a dream come true uh, because, you know, Jack Deere, John Wimber. John Wimber discipled my mentor, Jack Deere, and Jack Deere discipled me. And so... They're kind of like spiritual grandparents, which actually there's something Carol even said. She's like, I feel like you could be my grandson. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Uh, so that <laughs> was, you that's awesome. You I, I'll be honest. I, I did. I was crying the whole time I was with her. I couldn't stop crying. Uh, but I granted, I'm a bit of a wet blanket, so that makes sense. So I'm doing good, all that to say. I'm going camping tonight, setting up our tents and everything for the church camping trip this weekend. And um, yeah, excited. Cool. Well, uh, without further ado, Darren, would you maybe tell us a little about yourself and your ministry, uh, some of the documentaries that you've put out, people who might not be familiar with you uh, coming to your work for the first time? Can you kind of unpack who you are and what you do? Sure. So, um, yeah, my name is Darren Wilson. And, um, yes, for the last 15 years, I've been making um, just some pretty wild uh, documentaries about God. Uh, Basically, if you've never seen what I do, you know, normal documentary goes someplace and they're kind of like they 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 talk to people about what God has done in the past. What we do uh, is I go and I film God doing God things in real time. So you're actually seeing him move like it, like live as it's happening. So um, started out with my very first film, uh, Finger of God back, came out 2008. Um, And that really was me as a very skeptical time in my life. Um, I was, wasn't really a huge fan of God. I mean, I loved him and believed him in him, but I was scared to death of him. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that one was all about kind of like, is he still in the business of miracles? Cause I was hearing, starting to hear all these crazy stories. And you know, I grew up a good Baptist kid and I, I'm like, I can't, I don't think people are still getting raised from the dead, you know? And, but I kept hearing all these things. And so basically I, I made a film kind of exploring that. Uh, and that just kind of blew up, became a massive underground hit. And then from there, a furious love, um, Father of Lights, Holy Ghost, and Holy Ghost Reborn. 
So it's just been a, it's been a wild journey of, of uh, kind of going after things that, that terrify me in the faith <laughs> or, or used to, I should say. Um, and now we have the new one that uh, is, is just now coming out called the God man, which is all about Jesus. So, okay. Was it intentional? The father spirit son, like, were you trying to make documentaries one at a time going like getting through the Trinity eventually? Uh, the next, <laughs> next documentary is on the church. Like what do we, Kind of. I thought I was kind of done after Father of Lights. Like I was ready to move on to something else because I just, to me, the father was kind of the big one for me to, to kind of get past my, the, the stuff that I was afraid of, um, which was that God just wanted to, you know, pound me and, and punish me. And the only reason he didn't was because of Jesus. Uh, but then, you know, God kind of yanked me back into these things. And I made, uh, when I made Holy, Holy Ghost and Holy Ghost Reborn, uh, we shot both of those films simultaneously. And uh, basically what I did is I set out to try to make the first films in history uh, that were completely led by the Holy Spirit as much as, you know, as much as possible. Um, but then I always, once I started those, that, that I knew, okay, I, this is definitely going to end with a film about Jesus. And and uh, so I've been, I've been thinking about the God man for almost 10 years. So it's a, it's a long time coming. <laughs> Now I remember, uh, I remember when Finger God came out, and I remember I was I was already in on this stuff. I was excited about these things, but uh, uh, I think some of the things in particular that I was a little bit jealous of when I saw the film was the uh, the manna that would appear in people's mm. Bibles. I'm just curious, but did you ever try it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it did it taste cool. like a regular it wafer? Like. like- Huh? I said, did it taste like a regular wafer? Like, what was it? You know, like, hey, this is Costco brand. What's going on here? Like, (laughs) it was like sweet and salty at the same time. It was weird. Yeah. Well, i've I've been in a I've been in a room one time where there was a fragrance that broke out in the room, and it Mm -hmm. was the most amazing scent I'd ever smelled. And I was like, I was literally just curious because it was causing me to just be in total awe. I was like, what is this? Somebody's deodorant or perfume? And I was sniffing the people (laughs) next to me. And a guy on the stage said the fragrance was was actually Bob Jones. He said, the fragrance of the Lord is breaking out of the room. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what that is. And so uh, I'm I'm guessing like filming this had to have been like that for you. Just a constant sense of awe and wonder, especially the first time when you're kind of a skeptic, which I I'm that way. I was always, I would always call myself a believing unbeliever because it's like, I believed, but I didn't, I had a hard time grabbing hold of everything that was around me. Um, But I imagine that's what it must've been like for you. What, what uh, would you say you've overcome some of the skepticism and what was the process like for you? Yeah, well, you know, for Finger of God, especially with like the miraculous, um, you know, that what started that whole thing was actually my aunt and uncle had a miracle ha- happen to them, uh, and it's the first thing you see in in Finger of God, where they went to to a church in Toronto, um, normal people, and they walked out uh, both of them with gold teeth, um, like miraculous gold teeth, and uh, so you know, I could that was one that really made me sit up and be like, okay, I can call everybody else a liar, and I pretty much did. Um, but these two I grew up with and I knew them my whole life and I knew that they weren't lying. They didn't have a ministry that they were trying to support by saying, look what God did. God gave us gold teeth. I mean, she was a homemaker and he was a superintendent of schools. You know what I mean? Like it was just something supernatural that I could not deny. And that kind of pushed me, I guess you could say into the stuff. Um, but then it was really, I get this all the time. Like, you know, was there something that happened where you just finally like gave up and like, okay, I believe. And, it wasn't there was no single event it was just like just a constant you know first seven eight months meeting people and hearing stories and seeing these things with my own eyes where i finally you know when i finished filming finger of god i was kind of like i think i might actually believe this stuff and it just kind of it just kind of steamrolled from there you know the more you see the more you know places i went it just becomes less and less um uh, difficult to believe that God can pretty much do anything that he wants. Um, so at this point, I mean, I'm, I'm all in, I, I still have a, I think a healthy skepticism or just, I don't believe everything that I hear, but at the same time, I'm not, I, I will never, you'll, I'll never say, well, God would never do that. That's the, one of the dumbest things that anybody could say. Hmm. 
Did the the like, we've got that screen. in the chat happening right now? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's a constant thing. Oh, that thing. couldn't happen. <laughs> we're, we we uh, Darren, I, you're probably not super familiar with some of our stuff. So we're 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 in the charismatic space. We do conferences on prophecy, like we're doing, you know, this uh, September. We're really into it, but at the same time, we're also like reviewing prophetic videos that often don't come to pass and going, how do we discern and weigh these things? And we kind of like hang out in this like. Uh, weird uh, theological space of like testing everything. So we do have like a predisposition in the comments section to go, mm, I want someone to go look at that Bible and start figuring out where them crackers right. came from. So uh, anyway, so that's, that's if you, if you see an unusually high amount of skepticism in the comment, it, it could be our fault. Um, anyway, like when we're, when we're talking about like we're some of these things, have you, have you found anything that you were like objectively, like this is probably falsified? Like, have you, like for those who are out there who are like, hey, don't believe everything. Like, is there something we shouldn't believe? Is there something that you kind of you've tested and weighed yourself and you're like, ah, this might not be a thing. Did, did you come into any of that while doing the documentary? Um, nothing that's like in my films. Um, I've had some people like flake out after I filmed them. Um, and, you know, some people say, well, you know, why would you even have them in your film? I'm like, well, because at the time they were super solid, you know, uh, but then just, you know, life happens to people. and and you know, people make their, make poor decisions and whatever, but no, I have honestly, like most of the people I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty, um, protective of who I film with. Um, at this point it's kind of, it's, it's, it's reference only. Like, so I, I film with people that I, that I really trust. Um, but I can't think of anything off the top of my, I've never had that question before. So yeah yeah see it, again it's like that's that weird head. intersection of like discernment charismatics like wait wait uh no i totally i totally get that didn't mean to throw you off in any way i mean maybe uh, that's always been something trump, that i've interested in you know stuff. the trump prophecy to, stuff probably oh yeah that's probably <laughs> top up there yeah for sure low-hanging fruit <laughs> low-hanging fruit <laughs> well uh i i have a bunch of random questions uh, mostly because I read the book and you kind of give behind the scenes in, uh, in that book about some of your experiences, but then also there's some, been some pretty significant disappointments, uh, with some of the people that you have filmed and the, the, uh, character issues that later came out or going off into sort of new, new age, la la land. Mm -hmm. Um, how, what has that been like for you? Has any of the character issues or some of the people kind of getting caught up in the new age stuff, has that uh, caused you to go back and second guess some of the stuff that you filmed? Uh, um, no, not, not at all. Um, because, because I look at, I look at kind of the, I can see the reasoning of why those things happened. Um, every single person who kind of went off the rails that I filmed pretty much did not have any like um, accountability. Uh, they were just kind of lone wolves in ministry. And that's when you get into a lot of trouble. And because if you don't have anybody kind of, or you're not willing to listen to people correct who, who come with correction, um, you're, 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 you're going to spin out, you're going to flame out. So um, that's been the thing that's kind of like, okay, I, I just know that they were solid when I filmed them. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, when I film with these people, like we hang, like work together for like a week mm -hmm. and, you know, all the time and I, and lots of conversations and lots of this and that. And, um, so yeah, so for me, it's just, it happens when somebody doesn't have that kind of like that accountability set in place for their ministry. That, that There's piece of, of art behind you, that's got the three panelings on it. I remember watching a Renaissance video that explains that piece of art back there. And it's now oh, distracting really? me because I realized what it was. I was like, "Oh, that's that's Eden. That's the fall, and that's hell." And it's like a, it's like part of the romantic period, and it's got some some wild stuff going on back there. Anyway, um, uh, Darren, tell us now, not to get off of the skeptic side and get onto the kind of more faith building end of it. You know, what were some of the most demonstrable manifestations that you saw filming through these different series and these different films? Like some of the craziest things I've seen, or, or what? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, craziest I mean, things. The number one thing was uh, what I filmed in Father of Lights. That's that's actually what changed everything for me spiritually, um, because you know at the end of that movie, basically um, it through the, the craziest events imaginable that we filmed all we filmed all of them in real time. I was able to get into the Dome of the Rock in um, in Israel and film, and we actually went into like the Holy of Holies. Now this is like the second most 
like holy site in in uh, in Islam, and they don't let anybody in if you're not if you're not a Muslim. Um, you for like twenty years they have you you can't go inside, and I basically like went I went to Israel, and knowing that it was, I was going to film this is like the last thing I was going to film for this movie, um, and I needed an ending, and so I basically two days before I left I said God I want you to do something impossible for me, um, I just I just want to show the world something that like I could not have done on my own, uh, you know do something impossible, and. Um, you know, it's when I got there, I never even heard of the Dome of the Rock. Um, but when I was there, I, I, I found out about it. And I said, well, I want to go inside there. And, and my host was he like laughed at me in my face. He's like, there's, it's completely impossible. You're never getting in. And when I heard that word, I was just like, well, that's where, that's where I want to go. And so I just, you know, we just, we got the, the whole world on Facebook praying for us, for God to do this, this impossible thing that I wanted to happen. Didn't tell anybody what it was. And uh, I had 48 hours in, uh, in, in Jerusalem left, and it took God about 12 hours to get me in. Um, through, and it's just one of the craziest things. And I say it's the most impactful thing for me. One, because it's absolutely impossible, and God did it. But two, it's, that's the moment where my faith finally kind of overtook my, my skepticism and my doubt. And that's when I, I realized that I, I think I've actually become friends with God as opposed to just like a servant. Um, because I, he did something for me simply because I asked him to. Um, and, uh, for, for me, it was, it was a very, very profound experience. Um, and it's also most people's when they watch all my movies, that's, that's one of like their all time favorite stories because it's so unbelievably impossible how God did it. And you got to go watch the movie to see how he did it. No, it's wild. (laughs) Well, I've seen the movie and, uh, I loved it. Uh, the only part I was upset about was the part that wasn't in the film, which was Jack Deere's story, but that's cause he's my mentor. Oh, I know. He's amazing. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. Yeah. You had the, him on the extra scenes on the addition to the mm-hmm. documentary. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I know the story about your, your mom, I sorry, your aunt and, uh, the, the gold teeth thing. And, and it's like of all the miracles that we're going to get you in the door to start investigating that stuff. Why that? Uh, but, uh, I'm kind of curious what made you decide to film? Cause it's one thing well, to, I mean, you were teaching, you were teaching in Bible school, right? Yeah. I was at, well, yeah, I was a, at a university in English? Chicago. I was an English professor. Yeah. Never yeah. touched a camera in my life. Uh, I did go to, I went to film school, but I went to, to study screenwriting. I had zero interest in producing zero interest in directing, um, because I'm like, I, I just, I'm never going, I told my, I got, actually got out of directing classes um, at film school because I convinced my professors I will never direct a movie. Like, there's no way. I just want to, I just want to write. And, um, and so basically what happened was um, I, I had a profound experience with God at that same church in Toronto and uh, basically had just this radical encounter first with, the, with an angel and then with, with God the Father himself where the Lord basically asked me to, to, to make this movie finger of God. And, um, he kind of tricked me into what I say, because if he would have come to me at that time and said, like, I want you to make, you know, a feature film documentary about all the wonder wonders and miracles I'm doing around the world. Um, I would have been like, uh, no, thank you. Like, that's not, that's not going to happen. But what he kind of hit me with, he kind of was sneaky and he, he hit me with, you know, to make a short film. This is the idea that God gave me. Make a short film about weird stuff that Christians believe. And, you know, all I had at that moment was, one, my aunt and uncle getting gold teeth, and two, me thinking that all this stuff is super weird anyway. So I'm like, I can make that. I can, I can make a short film. Um, and so basically I just, uh, you know, was because I had such a profound experience with, with, with God for in this moment, um, you know, I was like, yeah, at this point I'll do anything. And so... I just borrowed some equipment from my school and uh, just shot everything around kind of the Chicago area. Um, and that's kind of the first 15 minutes of Finger of God, which is all the really weird stuff. Um, but then it just kind of get, got bigger and bigger and turned from a short film into like a feature film. And uh, yeah, it was it, it was all kind of kind of by accident. Um, but, you know, God knew what he was doing the whole time. But uh, yeah, I just I was just being obedient. Hmm. Darren, the, it became kind of a go ahead, go ahead, Josh. No, no, go for no. it. No, I'm so I'm 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 a Christian. I insist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I actually forgot what I was going to ask him now. <laughs> <laughs> so I win. I win after all. Okay. Um, no, I, I'm I'm curious with the 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 kind of unfolding of the whole documentary. Um, did you did you see your theology begin to shift? Because it sounds like you know more of a skeptical approach. I assume that you were a Christian when you started this journey. Um, but, but do you feel like your, your doctrine, your theology of suffering and healing and like, uh, deliverances, do you feel like that's matured? That's developed? Do you, have you found yourself becoming more of a practitioner rather than just a, a film, uh, you know, filming of these, these moments that take place? Um, I'd, I'd be interested in that because I have friends that are in the documentary space, It'd be very much in the opposite side of the documentary space of, of Christian documentaries. <laughs> um, uh, but, but they, they are, they're telling a story and they're letting theologians speak. And, but I'm curious how that's, you know, shaped you and caused you to, uh, you know, to have various experiences with your own journey. Oh, it's a hundred percent has shaped and changed my theology. I mean, uh, you can't, you can't experience God for 15 years doing some of the craziest things you've ever seen here you know, talk to theologians, talk to pastors, talk to missionaries, you know, hear the amount of stories, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours and not be changed by it. I mean, it is, it's completely and radically changed everything for me. And I'll, I'll tell you, it was funny. There's a, there's a, a little funny story I can tell you when I was filming my second movie, Furious Love, because kind of to your point, at the end of Finger of God, I was like, I, I believed in my head, but I'm like, I'm still going to be the, I'm the guy behind the camera. I don't do this stuff. I, I go and film the people who do it. Right. And we were in that we were in uh, Tanzania and we're like in this like really remote village. And it's actually in the movie, um, Furious Love. And basically like there's a guy there and he had, he had really bad knee pain. And so we were, I was there filming. There's all these different like uh, ministers and stuff and everybody's taking turns praying for this guy. Nothing's happening. And so one of the guys turns to me while I'm filming, he says, hey, Darren, do you want to pray for him? And I'm like, my first thought was no, like, of course not. Why would I want to do that? That's terrifying. But like the cameras were rolling, everybody's staring at me. So what are you going to do? So I, no, I don't want to pray for somebody. So I'm like, oh, gosh, so I gave my, my, my buddy my, the camera that I was holding and it just got down. I don't know. I even know how to pray. Like, how do you, how do you pray for healing? And I didn't have a clue. And so I was just trying to remember, like, how do, how do people that I film do it? So I was just like, God, um, you know, heal him, please. <laughs> like, and I just, and that was it. And I was just kind of like, I sat there for like 15 seconds. Um, and then I was like, well, I think I've put on enough of a show that, you know, at least I'm not, I'm not a complete idiot. And so I just stood up and I remember everybody I film always asked somebody like, well, test it out. So I said, well, why don't you test it out? And uh, he, he checked it and he's like, hundred percent. It's, it's totally, it's totally healed. And you'll see in the movie, I'm like, what? Like, I can't believe it. Like, I, I like my prayer was a joke. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, eh. <laughs> and, uh, but that was where God showed me like, okay, you're, it, it was kind of a little like preview of like, okay, your life is, is about to be a lot different um, than you ever thought. You think you're going to be doing just behind the camera stuff. And, uh, you know, that's changed pretty radically now, especially if like you see like the latest movies, like with Holy Ghost and, Holy Ghost Reborn and now the God Man. It's like very much, it's very much just my journey with the Lord, you know, kind of stretching just all of my boundaries as well. So I'm, I'm kind of curious on this when it com comes to who you follow along, like you're, you're trying to film God. And so you're, it's like trying to catch the wind. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, how do you film God? How do you even find where God's moving and, and get there in time to film it? You know, what, what was the, how did you go about this? Did you just sort of stumble onto it or did God speak to you and give you pretty clear indications as to who, who to film and where to film and what to film? I mean, I, the whole process has got to be kind of mind boggling. And then I, I would imagine after you make the first couple films, then you probably have people reaching out and vying mm -hmm. to be on your next movie. And you're probably like, eh, nah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. What, what's that process yeah. like? Yeah, the, to your second point, um, I have a I have a pretty steadfast rule that if you come to me and you want me to film your ministry, I'm not going to film you at all. Like it's because yeah. you've already I don't know I don't know what your your motives are, you know. And so I I really stick at this point. I stick with people that I know very well, that I trust, that I know are not going to flame out. Um, but you know, kind of it, it was always different leading up through through the six films. Um, sometimes it was just people that you know they 
referred them to me and I trusted them. Other times I'd meet somebody and I would just get this like burning in my, in my chest. And uh, I knew that the Holy spirit was, was, was on this. And I was like, Hey, can I film you? Um, yeah, I think that's how I, that's what happened. Like with Todd white, for instance. And then, then it was just like, so like for Holy ghost, it's like, where do you, where do you film? That's always the big thing. Like, where do I go? Um, and he just, you know, it's prophetic words that sometimes people, people give you. It's, it's impressions that I get. Um, and then with, with the God man, uh, we had one of the, uh, the craziest things is I actually had a dream. This is kind of the, the third act of the film. Uh, God gave me a dream uh, before I'd even really started filming anything. And in the dream, he literally told me where to go in the world to film. And that's never, ever happened to me. Um, I was, I was, I don't know if you guys want me to tell the story. Um, sure. Go for it. Do it. But this is like, this is an example. Okay. So I have this sure. dream. It's May 4th, 2021. Um, and, uh, I'm walking down a hallway with, with two people and, um, and I, you know, long story short, I'm pretty sure these are my two angels, but who knows? Um, but they've been in a lot of dreams with me. So that's kind of where I come with that. But uh, so we're walking down this hallway and I know in my dream that I'm here to like talk to whoever lives here about where I should film for the God man. And so we knock on the door and right before we knock on the door, though, the, one of the guys turns to me and says, hey, just so you know, these are very good people. And by the way, they have triplets. And I'm like, oh, OK, like that's the weird thing to say right before I knock on somebody's door. And so I knock on the door. A lady opens it. She's holding a toddler. There's a toddler at her feet. We go inside. I start talking to her husband. I'm just asking, like, should I go to here? Should I go to Russia? Or go to this? What about that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, they're all good. And then all of a sudden he stands up and he, and he says in a booming voice, well, everybody knows that the best ministry is happening in Honduras Bay. And then I woke up and I'm like, what? Like, I don't even know if there, I don't know nothing about Honduras. I don't even know if there was a Honduras Bay. So I opened my phone with the maps and, and looked. And sure enough, there's a Honduras Bay just off the coast of, uh, of Honduras. And then I look a little bit closer and I see there's three small islands just off the, the, the coast in Honduras Bay. And I realized those are the, those are the triplets. And uh, so then I knew, okay, well, um, I think I, I'm supposed to go film. <laughs> I'm supposed yeah. to go film here. So that was, that was like, that's never happened where it's like, he specifically told me where to go. And then you, when you see the film, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, you know what happened once we got there so but again like we show up I, i've got five days and I, I have a film crew paying thousands of thousands of dollars to be here and i have no clue what we're supposed to do or what we're supposed to film and um that's pretty much what the last few films have become it's just like i'm just trying to be obedient to what i hear we go and god why'd you send us here and so that's like with the god men the whole movie is like that like why are we here and then god shows us and it's pretty it's pretty wild <laughs> that, that's got to be infuriating. I mean, oh, like, stressful. as a storyteller, as a storyteller, oh, it's the most like, stressful. Oh, there's, there's no more stressful way to make a movie. I mean, it is the most gratifying thing. Um, you know, my buddy Will Hacker, um, who was the DP of uh, of this film, and he made uh, his own movie, Finger of God, too. Um, he, he and I were like, we always laughed because like we're kind of the only two people on the planet who've ever gone through this this kind of thing. Where it's like. Like you show up and, and you're desperate. You're just desperate the whole time. God, you have to show up. You have to do something. Otherwise, this is like, I'm going to go bankrupt. It's going to, it's going to be awful. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're blowing and, through your money to make these trips happen and, oh, and bring in a man, whole film crew and gear. It's, and, and they're all waiting. They're imagine. all waiting for, you know, they're like, cause they don't care if God shows up or not. They're getting paid. They don't rip, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's all on, it's all on me, you know? And so it's, it's super, super stressful. But then when he does it, it's like, man, and he does it every single time. Like we've never gone anywhere where he doesn't show up and do something amazing. Never. And so it's, you know, at this point it doesn't get less stressful, but you definitely have a, a lot more faith when you go. And like a place, something like that, when, when he gives you a dream like that, like you just, you just go and you know, like he's going to do something, right? He has to. So yeah, it's a it, but it's it's beyond stressful way to make a movie. I would not recommend well, it to anybody. No, I, it sounds it sounds you make it sound so amazing. Um, no, like when it, just when it comes film to people, <laughs> we don't have to what? do. <laughs> how did how did you know it didn't like? Did you name these things on the back end? Like you, okay, so you've got like a you know a, a father movie, a spirit movie, a son movie, right? Like you've got like how how do you make a movie about the father? 
if like you don't know what you're going to film, you know, like if you how do you make a movie about the work of the spirit? If like you, you, you had to come up with the name afterwards, going to happen. Do you do you come up with the name afterward? Is that what you do? Um, sometimes it's it's after usually actually no usually it's I know it going in that's um, or I get it like in the middle of of stuff so you know I think for for Father of Lights for instance I knew I was making a, I was going to be making a film about the Father and then I just read in Scripture you know like all good things come from the Father of Lights and I was like oh that's you just it just gets highlighted and you're like oh that's the name of the movie like it's not a whole lot of thought that goes into it um, you know Holy Ghost it was like well it, it's it's a movie about the Holy spirit, you know? Um, the only mistake I ever made with, with naming things is I never should have called Holy ghost reborn, Holy ghost reborn. I should have called it Holy ghost two because people are gotten very confused. Uh, yeah. of like, what is this? Is this like a remix? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, but that was, that was just me probably being a little too cute um, with, you know, my being, trying to be a little too creative, but um no, it's they just kind of and the Godman. I always knew it was going to be called the Godman from from ten years ago. I don't, I don't. They just you just kind of know. I mean, naming movies is that's always been the easiest thing for me because God usually makes it pretty clear. Yeah, I imagine this is the old uh, Irish phrase that we use today. You know, the you're on a wild goose chase. It's where they get the phrase chasing. We get the phrase wild goose chase from the Irish who followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. They were chasing mm -hmm. the wild goose, so to speak. And that's sort of what you did in, in being commissioned by God to film this stuff, is you were just following his leadings, not really knowing where you were going. So I, I, I would imagine, again, it's got to be incredibly infuriating and, frustrate, and, and frustrating as the process. And then how many times after the fact, we're like, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be the 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 go-to and that i mean that's been my experience is whatever he's told me to do something even something that i thought was hard usually after the fact i'm like yeah you you, you had it the whole time i didn't know it but you yeah. you had it um tell us about this next film you you're you've got one coming out in the next couple of weeks right or in a week yeah so the, so the god man yeah, the Godman actually was just was had its a uh, theatrical release. We were in over eight hundred theaters in the United States um, on June sixth, and so for the you know it was only for the for the U.S. and so we wanted to make it available to everybody around the world. Um, and so June seventh or July seventh, seventh um, through the tenth, uh, we basically we're doing a streaming event where anybody in the world can watch it for like five bucks. Um, it's just go to thegodmanfilm.com and you can just sign up right away. Um, cause I just want the whole world to see it cause it won't be released until probably end of August. So this is a way for people to kind of see it early and even actually have a chance to purchase it early. But, um, yeah, so basically the God man, it's all about Jesus. I wanted to, I set out, the goal was to make a Jesus film for a new generation. And, um, you know, I just, I just knew going into this one was really different for this one than the other ones. The other ones were always kind of an exploration for me. It was me kind of like dealing with my own issues of, you know, you know, fearing the father, being scared to death of the Holy spirit because you can't understand him. You can't, he's like smoke, right? Like I can't, like, I just, you know, you can't control him at all. Um, and so I just kind of, with those and then furious love, I'm, I'm trying like to, dealing with like spiritual warfare and finger of God. It's miracles. And it's always me just exploring. Like I'm making these movies for me because I need to know things. I need, I need like to, to really understand who the father is, who the Holy spirit is with the God, man. I had got, I'd, it'd been a 15 year journey. And like, I did, I don't, I wasn't skeptical anymore, especially of Jesus. It was, this wasn't about exploration. This was about like introduction. I wanted to introduce the world to the Jesus that I've come to know over the last 15 years to introduce the world to my best friend and, and to let the world know that he's not like, he's not religion. He's not church. He's not, he's not all the things that you can't stand about Christianity. He is perfect and he is far better than you can ever, ever comprehend. And so the, the goal was this was to set out to try to make a film that kind of, conveys that i wanted to convey that the true nature and character of jesus and so for me this one was like i approach this one very differently from my other ones where it's like i i this everything has to be like super pure like i only filmed with like my good friends who i trust dearly 
And it was just all about like, I can't screw this one up. You can't screw Jesus up. Right. And so it was very, it was almost like a very holy um, time of filming for me of like, just always trying like, God, I just want to represent you well. And uh, so, but by what we're hearing back from, you know, audiences across the country, I think we, we did it. Um, people are just being blown away by the movie. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of, um, uh, a 30,000 foot view of this one. Now, Darren, I, I sometimes ask questions that are for the sake of the heretic hunter that really loves to watch our videos and take clips out of it. I say as if there's only one. Um, when you say you can't screw <laughs> Jesus up, I'm only asking this question for you for like uh, your your own self-defense here. Uh, because what, what someone just heard was, it's totally okay to screw up the doctrine of the Father and the Spirit to misrepresent them, <laughs> but you don't want to mess up Jesus. Please tell me what you meant by that. Just, just for that person uh, wants to weaponize that clip. No, it's just to me, it's, it's like I said, it's the difference of approach. Okay. So like, again, father, Holy spirit, I, I approach, I was approaching them terrified of them. And so it wasn't about like, I'm trying to prove something to anybody. Uh, I'm just going on a journey. I'm just going on a journey and you're, you are welcome to come with me. And I'm, I'm exploring and I'm, we're going to see things that's going to make me uncomfortable. That's going to make you uncomfortable. All, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I just, because I don't, I'm, I have to get uncomfortable to be able to, to, uh, to do what I'm trying to do in those films with this one. It wasn't, it wasn't a journey. It was, it was, again, it was introduction. I, I just, it, Jesus is everything to me. I mean, he is everything. And so that's what I mean. Like I just, it was, I was almost like, I just, I don't want to, I didn't want to approach it the way I did the other ones, which is like, let's just go explore and, and see, you know, some different, you know, ways that people look at Jesus. Like, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm here to introduce you to my best friend. And mm -hmm. it was, it was very laser. Like if that, if that makes more sense. No, it makes, it makes sense because like in your, in the way that you're communicating, it feels as if almost like the church has, and, and, and this is just broken, you know, uh, kind of evangelical uh, teaching that really doesn't understand the doctrine of the Trinity well. You know, they've said, you know, the Father's the mean one, the Son's the nice one, the Spirit's the weird one. And when you're kind of unpacking the story of the Father, like there's this kind of trepidation of like, you know, fearful lightning bolt in hand. And you just wanted to show the love of, well, not that you wanted to show, but you're kind of on this journey to discover the Father, right? And helping yes. you're kind of the hero's journey, if you will. They're following along with you. And then the Holy Spirit's like the weird one and, and everyone's afraid of the weird one. And you're kind of like, you're, you're playing the hero's journey and they're kind of walking with you being introduced to these things. Whereas you're like, the son is, is yeah, like every, everyone knows the son and feels comfortable with the son, but like making him known and putting him on display in such a way, um, you know, to win the hearts of, like you said, this next generation, that makes a lot more sense, you know, for those again, yeah. who might be on that, that more skeptical end of it. So, uh, no, yeah, that you're fair representation? you're 100% right. You're hundred percent right. And you know, for, for me, the heart, the, 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 the fine line to walk with this one, with the God man was I wanted to make a movie that would, you know, that would deepen Christians love for Jesus and kind of return them to their first love, if that makes sense. Um, but that also would touch people who like had wanted nothing to do with Jesus. Um, and so like, and, and, and so that's, that's a, that's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard line to walk because it's like, you're trying, you're trying to please two camps at once. Um, but so for me, it was just all about, like, I just want to be just brutally honest because honesty is to me, the key of creativity. And I'm just going to show you, I'm just going to show you Jesus raw and pure. And I think what I've discovered is, you know, when people just encounter Jesus, I mean, your theology kind of just goes away. I mean, Jesus is perfect theology. So I just wanted to get past all the noise, all the politics, all the religious mumbo jumbo and just focus on who Jesus actually is. Um, and so that's that was the goal all throughout filming The Godman. Now, Darren, as a theology podcast, we might have to do a second episode on that on that comment of, you know, uh, Jesus is perfect theology. And, you know, okay, so it, it's going to come back later <laughs> at a later episode when we build a friendship. And, you know, that one, like I'm not out to get you. We're going to we're going to do another episode on this, Darren. Um, but no uh, but no, I, 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 I appreciate, I think, the sentiment and heart behind what you're saying there. So just a heads up for the viewers like it, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so I imagine this uh, you film a lot of stuff throughout this i mean you get hours and hours of footage you have to edit and cut stuff out what's the process behind that is it sort of do you do you 
uh, are you trying to fit within a particular theme once you have a title for the film uh, or, or, you know, what's your process in taking some stuff out and putting some stuff in? Do you have any regrets about it after the fact? Um, I mean, there's some things that you always want to go back and change a few little things here and there, but for, for the most part, I'm, I'm really, really happy with everything I've created. Um, for the process is, so you have to even understand when I'm filming these things, it's not like you go film for a month and then you come back and put it all together. You're filming for, in the face case of the God man, it was almost three years because of the pandemic. Uh, but you're filming for months and months and months on end. And so you're just kind of living with this stuff constantly. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a storyteller by nature. Um, and so I'm always just kind of working with like, you know, what about, what about this and that and this and that. And so really when you, when, when you kind of have all of the pieces together, um, I've thought about the movie so much that it, you kind of have a sense of the basic outline. Um, and so then I'll just sit down and I start kind of putting it all together. Um, and, uh, you know, editing is my favorite part because that's when I get to define the story. Uh, because most of the time I don't know what the full story is until I start, until I put it together. And uh, it's a, it's a really cool thing that I have with, with the, with God when I'm filming these things or when I'm editing it is I basically edit until something makes me cry. And uh, if I get emotional, then I know, and I know what's going to happen, then I know my audience is going to get emotional as well. And so I just kind of wait and, you know, I'll try different ways of saying things or, 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 sh or showing things and moving things around. And then, um, when something really, really moves me, it's like the spirit just kind of comes on me and that's when I know, okay, this is, this is staying in the movie for sure. Um, so that's kind of, and it's just this kind of like process of discovery where me and God, and we just kind of sit down together for a few weeks and, and just put the movie together, together. Can you, can you give us any like regrets? A, oh yeah. That's a good question. What was that? Sorry. Any regrets? Any regrets? Of mm -hmm. like of how I put stuff together. Yeah, um, anything that you were like, you know, I I wish I'd put this in after the fact. No, or I, I wish I'd taken this out. I, I have regrets of things that I that I didn't film that I wished I did film. Um, but not not of of uh, I'm happy with the films that I've created. I don't have any regrets at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are the I, What are I, the I, things you wish you had filmed? <laughs> Sorry, John. Well, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you go. I'll, next. I'll give you an example. That's okay. I'll give you an example from the from the new movie. Um, basically, uh, seven years prior to filming The God Man, I was filming Holy Ghost, and we were I was in Varanasi, India, with uh, Jake Hamilton. And it was the second night that we were there, and uh, he came down to breakfast, and he's like, he had the craziest dream. He said, "I've I've dreamed that I was on the next shoot with you, and I was in a we were in a really cold place, and I was like." on this like ledge on the, on like kind of a, in a overlooking where water should be. And you, know, you filmed me writing a song from start to finish. Um, and then I, you know, then I woke up, I was like, okay, that's, that's odd. And it's one of those things where you just kind of like, you just, you put it in your kind of in your back pocket and, and you, we'll, we'll see if anything comes of that. Um, you know, what I've learned now is if anything like that ever happens, you, even if I just film with my phone, you just, Hey, can you just put that on camera? Uh, because, you know, now fast forward seven years and, uh, you know, we're filming The God Man and I'm filming in Alaska and uh, it's our last day there. And I remembered like, hey, remember that that dream that you had? Let's 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 go film that because we're, we're in a cold place. Let's go do it. And uh, so we wound up this lady who was kind of hosting us there. She took us to this really, really secretive place. Um, and like and we walk out and Jake turns to me. He's like, this is it. This is this is the place I, that from my dream seven years ago. It's exactly what I dreamed. And I'm like, oh man, if only I had the footage of him saying that seven years ago, right? I haven't yeah. told the story ahead of time before we even get to the get get to hope. Um, you know, when we just get off the plane. But it's still it would have been so much cooler to be like cut to seven years prior, you know. So yeah. those are the kinds of things where it's like, Oh man, I wish I would have filmed that. That was that was stupid. Mm. But um so those are the you know, it's like that's one example. No, I get that. I, I think that's that's probably something that you'd have to wrestle with, those kinds of testimonies and, and stories and miracles that you, you hear of, you think about not putting in, and then later kind of come to fruition and take place. I can imagine that being uh, difficult. You know, when you when you do these documentaries, I, w I bet it's hard to not, like, have the same cast of characters every single time because, like, when you're looking, like Michael said, looking to film someone moving under the power of the Spirit, like, it, it seems as if that pool of people... Um, 
you know, there, it seems as if, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it. It's not to say that we can't all, you know, do the stuff as it were. I, I'm of the Wimber mindset that everyone gets to play. Like that's a, a real mindset, but the, it seems like there are these like outliers, these these great people of faith. Like even even Stephen, like in the Book of Acts, seems to be full of the Spirit and and full of wisdom and performing signs. Like it seems as if there are some of these outliers that are like supernaturally empowered. Like, do you, do you have a hard time casting you know new people, if you will, in these documentaries or figuring out which kinds of people that you're going to follow after? Uh, yes, yeah, sort of. At this point, I've kind of like. You know, I kind of go with the people that I know um, just because I know them. Um, but like, for instance, you know, a mutual friend of ours, Will Hart, probably the vast majority of people, like new people that are in my films that I hadn't filmed before are are people that Will told me about. And, you know, if, if Will comes to me and tells me, hey, um, this is somebody you need to film, um, I'll, I won't even ask another question because I just, I trust him completely. And so for the God man, you know, he, he, he told me, I, I called him up. I'm like, Hey, making a new one. Um, who you got? Like, give me, give me some options. And, uh, he, I remember him t- saying, you know, um, he said, Wilson, I, you know, I'll never tell you that you have to film somebody, but you have to film this couple in Rio de Janeiro. And that's all I needed to hear. So we went down there to film this missionary couple that uh, that they're living literally in the in the in the dump and ministering to people in the, in the biggest one of the biggest dumps in the world, and um, it was, it's one of the most powerful impactful things I've ever filmed was just filming these people. Um, yeah. So, and the other thing that's kind of cool about this one is that's really different is it's actually you guys haven't seen it, but uh, my daughter actually plays a very large role in this one uh, because before um, we started filming she'd gone very prodigal, <laughs> uh, very. And, uh, so basically kind of a last ditch effort. I, I hired her to help to basically help film, uh, because she's, you know, she's interested in photography and stuff. So she went on every single shoot was a part of every single interview. And by the end of the film, um, she was radically, radically saved. Um, and she's, I mean, she's at a Bible school now. She's absolutely on fire for God. Um, as all just because of the things that she witnessed behind the scenes of, of, of us filming this movie. And so she actually plays a very big role in the movie itself, uh, in the God man. And she's actually, everybody who sees it, she's their, she's their favorite part because she's so, she's so real. And it's like, you're not filming the great man or woman of God. You're not, you know, cause like you kind of expect that from the great men and women, like for God to do something amazing here you're just watching a kid, like a 20-year-old kid who's just struggling through life. And like everybody can like relate to, to that. Like this is not a professional person. This is just a girl who's just trying to figure life out. And then God just grabs a hold of her and completely turns her life upside down. Um, so, yeah, it, I don't know if that answers your question, but, you know, it's no, um, it's good. It's something that I, I, t- I take very seriously of, of who, especially now, like who, who I film with, um, just because, I don't know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of flaky stuff out there. <laughs> For sure. And, and there's the flakiest thing right there, My, Michael Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I responded to the comment section. It's blowing up right now. You get some people that are angry about some of the claims that you make. And I'm, I'm like, I have no problem. I've seen gold dust. I've been in the room. I had a friend who got a gold tooth. And then I've seen firsthand miracles. And so uh, it, it's just not hard for me to buy into this stuff. And, and I personally was very thankful for your films. Because uh, I, I want to put God on display. I want God to, I want people to know yeah. him and see the kind of things he's doing. And I understand, I understand the skepticism. I really have a, have a hard time with those who dismiss things uh, without actually spending time with people interviewing them, hearing their stories, uh, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I've loved well, what you've done. I, I do have a, a question. Uh, have you done any filming when it comes to casting out demons uh, and some of the deliverance? I know furious love dives into that a little bit, mm-hmm. but catching an actual deliverance firsthand, uh, interviewing those people beforehand after, uh, have you got anything like that uh, in, in some of your time doing this? Or is that a, anything up and coming that you're thinking of doing? Um, yeah, just did the, the, the Furious Love kind of dealt with with a number of those. Uh, we definitely have some manifestations on the screen 
Uh, but no, I've never really focused on like just demonic possession and, and that kind of thing. It's just, I just kind of film what's in front of me. I don't really go searching like, Hey, let's go find somebody now who's, you know, a demon slayer Demonized. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it's like, if you're filming like in the, in the, the God man, for instance, there's when we're in Rio de Janeiro, there's basically a guy, uh, every time they're talking to him and every time Jesus gets brought up, he, you know, three times he manifested a demon, um, you know, and, but like, then all they could do is pray for him because he wasn't he wasn't a believer he doesn't he didn't want anything to do with jesus um and so they just tried to you know calm him down as much as possible um but no i haven't i just i just film with kind of what's what's in front of me it's i don't really have a whole lot of you know i'm not thinking that far ahead a lot of times of like okay let's go here and we're going to film that or if we're going to film this it's just kind of like okay god where are you sending me and let, what do we what do you want us to do while we're there so did you go, were you a lot of international stuff in this last film? I mean, give, give some people some sneak peeks because I know um, w one of the things that people are most interested in is about this next film that's coming up. Um, you know, it's it's named The God Man. People can start streaming it July 7th, it sounds like. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, you've kind of mentioned a little bit about it. Like, hey, you've got, you know, you've gone to these locations. You kind of filmed with some people. Like, do you want to give us some more kind of behind the scenes? What, what locations did you film at? You know, uh, who, who are the people, we, we know some of the people that you filmed in this next film coming up. Yeah, so we filmed in the main places. So actually the very first place we filmed for this movie was, uh, we went to Minneapolis. I think it was less than two weeks after George, George Floyd was killed. Um, and so we went there. And again, I just went there. I just had a, just a burning to like, I, you know, this place was just on fire, right? Like the whole world is just like, is like, it's just, it was just such a crazy place. And I just wanted to see what would happen if, if Jesus showed up on the scene. And then we got there, we found that there's this, this couple who had this little church of 80 people who was already there. And they were just standing up and had a microphone and were just basically right in the heart of where, where uh, Floyd was killed. And I mean, he just told his story. And it was a very, just an, an amazing, uh, amazingly powerful for, uh, story of forgiveness. And people were getting like baptized on the street. And so we went there and filmed. Uh, but then the, the main places are we went to Alaska, um, Rio de Janeiro, and then uh, and then Honduras and Honduras Bay. Um, and then, yeah, so a lot of a lot of the same cast of characters uh, that I've had in the past. Uh, Robbie Dawkins, Bill Johnson uh, had a new a newcomer this time, David Wagner, who's just one of the most amazing uh, prophetic voices and just the, the sweetest guy you'll ever meet. Um, trying to think of other people. Yeah, Greg Boyd's in it again. Uh, Will Hart, uh, Jake Hamilton. So a lot of a lot of the people that uh, that I filmed with in the past. Again, just because like at this point, I want to I, I want to film with my friends. So um, yeah. Josh, you you're trying you to do not me know, what you do you not know how this works yet, Miller. I ask a question, <laughs> and you ask a question, and then I ask a question. And then, so when I ask a question, Miller, you should expect that the camera is going to go on you next. That's how that works. Do you get caught up in the live chat and you forget what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't normally do interviews. This is usually just the three of us chatting. So, uh, well, here, you know, it's funny. Uh, Judah asked a question, and this is Robbie Dawkins' son. He watches the podcast and hangs out with us. He's here in Denver with me. Um, he asked a question earlier I think would be worth asking. Uh, have you found yourself being, because of this whole process, uh, being more familiar with how God speaks and being able to follow the leading of the Spirit? Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I've, I've it, more than anything, it's just, it's under, it's understanding what the still small voice of God sounds like and, and differentiating it from my own thoughts. It's just, that's been probably the biggest thing. Um, there's so many things that I've filmed places that I've gone where it's just been like, I don't want to call it a hunch, but it, that's how some people might put it, but it's just, I have this impression. And, you know, so for instance, the same thing happened um, with the, in, in the God man. The reason I went to Alaska is partly because I remembered Jake's dream, but also, you know, there's a long story behind it, but I, I knew I had to go someplace um, very remote. Um, and so I just opened up a map of Alaska and was just looking around the map. And then I saw this, this little town called Hope. And I don't know how to describe it. It was just like, it was like highlighted. Um, but it was just an impression, you know, 
And so, but that was pretty much all I needed. And so we, you know, we, we go there, we have a whole film crew and the whole time you're there, I'm like, God, is this the right, is this the right place? Like, I don't even, I don't know. Um, and then when, as things slowly unfold throughout the week, it becomes very, very clear that this is indeed where, you know, he wanted us to go. And so, you know, but that just comes from like, I, I, cause I know that impression. I had the same thing happen for Holy Ghost when we went to film in, in Monaco. Again, I was just looking at a map, saw, I thought I was going to go somewhere else and it was, it felt cold. And then I saw Monaco and it was just white hot and I just, I felt it. And, uh, and I just kind of, yeah, throughout the years that I've just become more and more comfortable being able to say, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure that God told me that this is what we're supposed to do. Um, the only time I, I could say that I'm very, I'm a hundred percent sure is, you know, having the dream for the God man. But, other than that, it's always been, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, you just get to, it's like, what was Jesus saying? My sheep, you know, my sheep know my voice. And you just kind of, the more you become friends with him, the closer you get to him, the, the, the better you are at, at uh, differentiating his voice from the voice in your head. So you said earlier, this is the last installment in these projects. Like, do, mm -hmm. do you know what's next on the horizon? Are you you waiting for another dream? I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the next, I mean, yeah, you, so, where are you going? Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I say, cause that's, some people get confused. Like you, you're done making movies. I've no, I'm not done making movies. Um, it's just, this is like, this has been a six film, 15 year journey of mine and it, the journey just feels complete. And so, and then there's just other stuff I want to do. Um, you know, so there's going to be, you know, some, TV you want to start working with Kirk down. Cameron after this? Probably, probably not. Um, probably not. But, um, okay, I'm just, I'm just throwing shade, bro. I just, <laughs> hey man, that was just my. Bad. I was, I was just. He's gonna sorry, do. do he's gonna again. try so to sorry. redo the uh, the Left Behind series. Left Behind series yeah, next is that is that on the <laughs> on the docket? Because Nick Cage get, didn't uh, do it. Did do the job. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I can get him and and uh, Kevin Sorbo, you know, maybe we can we can work something out. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, so I actually, I know I, a film I really want to make um, that I think will probably be my next project, I think. Um, it's going to be a film called Hypocrite. And it's basically about how all Christians are hypocrites. And um, because that's the biggest thing that's leveled against us, right? Is like, you know, Christians, you guys are all hypocrites. And I'm like, um, yeah, we are. And so um, I want to kind of delve down that road and basically kind of cut that argument off at the knees and just be like, it's well, everybody, we all need Jesus. Like, it's like, it's not just like you. So we're going to deal with a lot of, I'd like to deal with a lot of stuff, like, especially in the headlines of, you know, fallen leaders and all that kind of stuff. So that's something I'm kind of toying around with right now. But um, I know there's some, yeah, some bigger TV shows and stuff that I'm, that uh, I'm planning on doing here uh, next. Mm. Super cool. TV, TV show. So like shorter versions of this that you just air on online. What does that like look like? Docuseries? No, completely. Is, is it going to be completely different? Is it totally different? Okay, not not totally Holy Spirit filming God. Different. Yeah. So basically, like, I want to make it, and I'm, I can't give you details because this is something that's I got to hold this this one close to my chest. But um, it'll be. It, I've spent 15 years being very very serious, and I want to have a little bit of fun making it. You know, I want to I want to make something that's that's a lot of fun that you know, that my 14 year old son would actually like really wants to watch, you know, as opposed to like he has to watch just because his dad made it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, it's a, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be about some stuff in the Bible that is, that's, that's pretty wild and just going to kind of explore some, some of the crazier things in the Bible. That's about as much as I can tell you. Okay. Well, if, if you ever need content for like satire, we have, a ton of it. Okay. Uh, there's an idea for a book on marriage from uh, the, the book of Ruth, how to have a ruthless marriage, you know, uh, have Boaz and Ruth. It'd be, it'd be fantastic. Ruthless marriage would be good. I love uh, the slain love, in, the slain in the spirit blanket. How to slank it. <laughs> patent pending on nice. slank it. We will, we would totally get you some, you know, copyrights to that, to that name if you're interested in it. Anyway, so there's lots of great ideas. Nice. If you're looking for puns, um, we got your back. Uh, just a heads up. Did you ever just see? There's like a top ten list of Christian books and what they should have really been titled. And one of them was like "Love and Respect: How to Build Your Marriage on a False Dichotomy." Oh, that's so good. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Oh man. Uh, okay, I got. I got a last Wait, question. One last. You, question. you got your last one in there. I got. Yeah, I'm gonna throw this out there. 
Uh, so you've been doing this for a long time now. We've got an audience, I'd say. We've, we've tried to enter into the charismatic space, being continuationists who love theology, love doctrine. Uh, and so we want to also bring some correction to some of the charismatic craziness that's out there. Um, having done what you've done and seen what you've seen and traveled all over, probably see a number of different charismatic expressions. Uh, what is one thing you would like our audience to know, uh, take away kind of message? Good question. About the charismatic world? Yeah. Or about God, just in your experience and all of this. I guess the biggest thing for people, especially for skeptics, um, and people who, you know, who maybe look at, at my films and they're just like, this guy's making it all up or whatever. I would just say, you know, just ask, I I've discovered that a lot of, for, for many people, they just need to like ask God what's true and, and be open-minded. Cause I think a lot, what happens a lot of times is, you know, I've seen the underbelly, the, the very dark underbelly of, of not just charismatic Christianity, but just, you know, evangelical, um, and there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of stuff that people do wrong, but you know, what people do wrong is not an accurate reflection of who Jesus is. Um, and so for me, that's the, that's the biggest thing is, is to maybe, maybe it's time to start giving people a little bit of, a little bit more grace than we normally do, especially like the online, um, heresy hunters, like maybe just be a little bit open-minded, you know, and um, maybe try to like meet, meet these people and talk to them. I, I don't know. I just think it's, there's so many battle lines that just get drawn up these days. And it's like, can we just focus on Jesus and understand that we're all fallen and we all screw up and nobody has perfect theology and just like, but like, what are, like, can we just love the world? Can we do what Jesus said, which is love God, love God the person in front of you. That's the whole point. You know, that's, that's like, that's, that's what this whole thing is about. And I feel like we just get so caught up in, in kind of these like little side streams. Um, I don't, I just, uh, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm rambling. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but um, I just, I just wish everybody could just chill out a little bit and, uh, and just focus on the, on the, the main thing, which is loving God and loving people. And even if even if you think those people um, are wrong, okay, well, like, how how do you love somebody that you think is wrong? Like, maybe it's something we should actually really think about. Because um, most of the time, it's just like I just I, I hate this person. Like, they're you know, if they're in your movie, I'm not going to watch your movie. It's like that's the dumbest approach ever, you know. So like, I just would like everybody to just have a little bit more grace for people, because that's that's what I see is 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 waning is I just don't feel like there's a lot of grace for anybody, especially in the Christian realm. No, that's good. You know, uh, part of remnant, part of what we're trying to do is help people break outside of theological echo chambers. So I interview Anglicans and Methodists and Lutherans and Presbyterians and Baptists and Pentecostals. And, um, we, we interview people on certain sides of the charismatic stream that people are like, Oh wow, this guy is just robustly theologically orthodox. And then we interview other people on, the other side of the charismatic stream and everyone loses their mind. And, and what's really interesting <laughs> is, is uh, if, if you tell people on the front end, Hey, I'm not agreeing with everyone that comes on this show. Frankly, Darren, if you watch some of our content, you'd be like, I don't agree with those guys. Like you would, you would yeah. disagree with some of the content that we make on the show. But like this whole idea of cancel culture coming into the body of Christ, like I can, well, I can have a weird uncle. Yeah. Like yeah. I can have a weird uncle in my family. That's okay. I'm not going to like, stop being family with someone because they're odd. Uh, and I think that in the body of Christ, we need to be able to have that kind of tension of like, okay, like maybe, maybe with grace and, and gentleness, be like, yeah, hey, you know, I disagree with you. And, and here's why without going, you're a heretic, burn them to the ground. So, um, right, and, I, right. and I feel like that's the kind of takeaway that I'm, I'm happy to, to, to grab from, from you, Darren. So I really appreciate your time on the show. And for those of you who are watching, uh, you know, and want to hear more about Darren's documentaries and the one that's coming out, here uh july 7th darren darren where do they go to watch those movies i mean you've got a your website uh you know are they gonna can they watch it on amazon netflix like where where can this thing be located yeah so uh well for the new one for the god man on july 7th it's uh just the godmanfilm.com 
Uh, you go there, you'll see a big banner that says sign up for the streaming event, thegodmanfilm.com. Uh, everything else, um, honestly, like we have a, especially for people who are maybe a little skeptical or they want to check these things out, you actually have a, a, a streaming service called WPTV. Uh, it just Google WPTV. Um, and uh, it, we, you can go there. It's a seven-day free trial. And it has every single movie I've ever made, every bit of every bit of content I've made. It's over 400 hours of stuff. So um, it's a great place to, to kind of just capture everything all in one. So you can kind of check everything out there. Um, but yeah, if you just Google my name or, or Google any of my films, you're going to find it pretty quickly. But uh, the two best places, WPTV uh, for all the content and then thegodmanfilm.com for uh, the new one. Sweet. Excellent. Darren, thank you so much for coming on the looking show. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's, yeah, we're looking forward to watching it. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm going to hit finish on this video real quick. It will fade to black. If you would just stay online just for a second. I didn't tell you that at the top of the show. Uh, but for those of you who are watching, thank you so much for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like as we're coming out with tons of content just like this, helping people break outside of theological echo chambers. So subscribe for more conversations. We'll see you next time. want to thank Kairos Classrooms for sponsoring this episode of Remnant Radio. And if you're out there, you've ever wondered, hey, I wonder if learning a biblical language would be a supplemental tool for me to help me in my biblical studies. Well, you need to check out Kairos Classrooms. They offer Greek and Hebrew classes that can help teach you and train you. It's a live classroom environment with actual students and actual live teachers, and they help teach you the biblical languages of Greek and Hebrew. And you need to check out Kairos Classrooms today. There's a link in the description, and you can use the promo promo code REMNANT to get 10% off. These classes are already crazy affordable, but with the promo code REMNANT, R-E-M-N-A-N-T, you'll get 10% off of Kairos Classroom. So check that out today. And thank you so much for Kairos for sponsoring this episode of REMNANT Radio.